Americans demand the truth from the Department of Justice on the raid of Mar-a-Lago, more questions are being raised as to the motives. Law enforcement expert, Lieutenant Joseph Bangaro, constitutional expert, Paul Engel, will explain why all norms and laws are out the window. And a new virus is raising concern out of China. The Langya virus, well, the CBC says, cases of new pathogens may feel like deja vu as scientists brace for more viruses to emerge in the years ahead. And China increases the attacks on Taiwan. Dr. Li Mengyang is here on these stories and Xi's latest plans for Southeast Asia. And then Dr. Joel Hershorn says, pandemic justice is long overdue. He'll explain why COVID is more than just the crime of the century. It's all next, friends, on Viewpoint this Sunday. the bias, the lies and deceit, and bring forth real talk from real people about real news, providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast-paced hour. This is Viewpoint This Sunday. Welcome to the weekend news magazine, the Viewpoint This Sunday. This is Malcolm Alav here. Well, surely there's a lot of news we'll cover on the news magazine this weekend, my fellow Americans, but we're going to start right in, well, probably the sewer. And, uh, well, that would immediately mean Washington, D.C., correct? Uh, Surely there, but also tied to what's developed and taken place at Mar-a-Lago and the raid on the, the former President Donald Trump. Now, when this happened, to be sure, we reminded everybody that this is this was going to be a bigger story than you even thought when it transpired. Yeah, unprecedented. Yeah, never happened in our history. But there's a lot of other well, smoking guns, if you will, around this story. So brought in two of our best voices to take this right from the top here. Lieutenant Joseph Pangaro will join us. Retired police lieutenant, recognized security expert, author. Uh, and host of Chasing Justice on America Out Loud. Uh, that broadcast plays uh, uh, weekdays. Uh, you can catch that at 3 p.m., by the way. And uh, one of our other favorites here, author, speaker, uh, constitutional expert, Paul Engel is here. Uh, spent, I love to say this, 20 years studying and teaching both the Bible and the U.S. Constitution, the two most important documents in our lifetime. His program is absolutely killing it on the network. The Constitution Study, 4 p.m. weekdays on America Out Loud uh, talk radio. Gentlemen, thank you both for being here. I want to start right into the heart of Mar-Lago. And, you know, I started reporting on this on my broadcast about the narrative. There was a lot of talk, okay, they were looking for evidence uh, or uh, not evidence. They were looking for initially it was just classified information that he took. I'm going to tell you right out, I didn't subscribe to that theory. I thought they were looking for more evidence, more of a um, what they've always done with Trump. Uh, you know, you, you don't have the crime, but what you do is you you create the narrative and you go find to look for the crime. I mean, there's a history of this happening. This has been happening since the beginning with Trump. Uh, you know, you, you're in search of a crime. 
So you build a narrative around it. That seems to be what I've gathered from some of this. Uh, let me start right with you, Pangaro, first, please, and get your opinion on. And that's a pretty big statement that I put out there to start with. So, you know, maybe a little much for some people, but I'm not buying, and maybe you do, maybe you'll tell me different, that they were just trying to seek some uh, classified, uh, you know, uh, contents that he took from the White House, because every president's kind of done that to the degree that they have. Uh, I mean, it's happened before in history. So what do you what do you make of that raid? What was that really all about in your heart of hearts? I think when we look at the particular raid at Mar-a-Lago, we have to look at the historical significance of Trump derangement syndrome and see how they've treated this man since he came down that escalator. They go after him for everything. They have utilized every possible governmental weapon, the media weapons to go after him, to destroy him. And when I saw this, uh, and the initial information came out that they were cooperating and they let them in there, they put an extra lock on the door, they could have simply at that point, taken all the boxes and said, we'll go through them and give you back what is not classified or whatever. But they didn't. They asked for another lock. Next thing you know, they show up with a search warrant. So I am inclined to believe not that the rank and file men and women of the FBI, the leadership said, hey, how can we get in there and poke around and look for January 6th stuff? How can we look for anything that we can use to tag on him? If not now, later on, if we need more stuff, mm -hmm. hey, you know what? He won't give us them documents. There's a pro we have to go get them. And then we yeah. saw the leaks. It's nuclear material. It's this material. It's that material. I think it's a fishing expedition is what I believe it really mm. was. That well, Have they ever faked up any kind of uh, things before? <laughs> oh, yeah. A FISA warrant. That was faked up. And the guy was arrested for doing it. Yeah. And we never heard anything more about it. So there's a history of inappropriate investigations here. And as a law enforcement guy, that drives me crazy. We all have a right to be protected. Get a search warrant, get a real one. Um, but to just go fishing, and I think, I believe that's what it was. It's a yeah. fishing. You know, before I get over to Paul, hey, let me ask you, Joe, this, that Trump has, uh, he, well, he's tried to get in front of this story and he's thrown his arms up kind of thing. And well, yeah, unseal everything, show the American people everything. He has a, he kind of has a history of doing that. Especially Trump is the kind of guy when you think you have him cornered, he tends to come back full barrel, which is kind of what we're seeing now. And there's this whole talk in the latest about the affidavit and all and the judge uh, saying, OK, he would agree with releasing portions of it. Problem is, they'll probably uh, uh, have most of it blackened off uh, and uh, we probably won't be able to see it, as is typically the case with these things. Um, but uh, the fact that he does that as, as a strategy, Joe, opens up and says, yeah, just show it all to the American people. Let, let them see everything. He's even talking about, which I think would be kind of, uh, well, I think it'd be very interesting, uh, un um, unleashing the uh, videotapes, all of the, uh, uh, the, the video cameras that were capturing what took place there. Boy, he fights fire with fire, doesn't he? <laughs> He does. And, and I have to tell you, as a person, uh, if you're not guilty of something like you're colluding with the Russians, mm -hmm. you're going to go, you're part of the Russians. You know, Putin got you elected and you know that that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. You fight back vociferously. This guy, this now he knows he didn't do anything wrong. He says, hey, I declassified everything. Well, people don't get the president of the United States yeah, yeah. can classify or declassify anything they want at will. And he says he did that. So you know what? That takes care of it. He'll come out and fight with them.
Mm. Uh, the affidavit, you're right. When we get it, we're finally going to, we're going to be very uh, dissatisfied because it's going to be a lot of Sharpie black marker with uh, two or three words. And any on, only things that'll be up there will be things like, and then Trump inappropriately kept the material and then there'll be everything else blacked out. Uh, we're not, we're not going to get any satisfaction from this. I don't think unless a judge reviews their redactions and says, no, not good enough. Take out the names of the undercover agents or whatever, release everything else. But I don't expect that either. Yeah. Paul, you as a constitutional expert and um, looking at this case now uh, with, with Trump, the way it's played out right now, the origins of what they were really up to. I mean, I know you've studied this now and you have a sense and an opinion of it, which I haven't spoke to you. So I'm anxious to hear what you're saying. Are you, do you have a different sense at all about this or is this, well, again, uh, in search of a crime to pick up as much information as they can? Because the timing on this is really uh, re remarkable, Paul, with regards to the committee coming to a head now, the midterms coming in, uh, Trump laying down, you know, his potential next run. Uh, what do you what do you think? Basically, all along, this has smelled bad uh, right from the beginning. So. Yes, they had a warrant, right? Constitution requires a warrant, but it doesn't just say you have to have a piece of paper that says warrant on it. There are requirements. Uh, it must be based on probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, specifically describing the places to be searched and the things and people to be seized. That's all Fourth Amendment language. That is not optional. That's required. And we start looking at the data. When it first showed up, uh, there are a lot of issues, like, why was it the Washington FBI was sent to Florida to do this search rather than using the local FBI? Uh, why was it a federal magistrate that was that issued the warrant mm. for the U.S. attorney in Florida rather than a full-fledged judge? Especially going after a former president politically, that's question. You know, that, that, that's you want to cover yourself from potential problems. Uh, the fact that the uh, people were not allowed to observe what the FBI was doing in a private residence. This all smelled bad. And of course, originally the warrant was sealed, so nobody could see what was going on. Mm -hmm. They they unsealed it, and I read it, and I'm like, well, basically the probable cause is because the judge said so. He says there's an affidavit that he found credible. Uh, I, I'm sorry, that's not good enough for, for me. Uh, that's not good enough. It shouldn't be good enough for the American people. If all it takes is someone to put a completely sealed, anonymous, hidden affidavit that says, you know, not that you committed a crime, and the judge says, yep, looks good to me, and they can raid your house, yeah. uh, that's a very dangerous situation. Then you add to the breadth of the uh, warrant. It's like they could collect every record he ever touched, every presidential record he ever touched. From the time he was in office to the time he left, um, I thought you were looking for classified data. Why are you collecting absolutely everything? Uh, why are you searching every part of the of the location where documents could be stored? Why are you searching Melania's closet? Um, now, technically, I guess yes, you can store boxes in there, and there could have been documents in there. Mm -hmm. All of this just comes back and says this smells like a fishing expedition. Mm -hmm. Smells like a fishing expedition. And you're right. When they finally Unse uh, uh, unseal the affidavit. It's going to be, they're going to redact pretty much everything, but if, then, and of. And I, that's what I expect. I'd be surprised if there's much more in there because the 
we've allowed our law enforcement, we've allowed our government, especially at the highest levels, to skirt the Constitution because they had a really good reason. And now that's being brought to, to bite us in the backside because it's been turned into a political move. And uh, from a constitutional standpoint, this is not only is this dangerous, uh, but I think it's a sign of what we can expect in the future because you know, people say, hey, if they can do this to President Trump, what are they going to do oh, to yeah. all of us? Yeah. They're already doing it to all of us. This is not the beginning of the nightmare. This is the midpoint of the nightmare when you think of others that have had uh, warrants simply, oh, yep, here you go. We're going to go raiding and searching and collecting and without the, the, the due process, that is the cornerstone of protecting our rights. Yeah, yeah. So well said, Paul. You know, you laid out uh, multiple points as to why, you know, you have to look at these things and understand they're not business as usual. As you just said, Paul, these things are not normal the way they happen. You know, one thing, uh, one off that happens or two off that happens, you maybe think, okay, you break all norms, in other words, Paul. But this, in this case, as in almost all cases, when they're dealing with the Trump, they break all norms everywhere. And that seems to be, I mean, that was the way it was with the whole dossier. No, and it's not a simply a matter of they violated norms. They violated the law. They violated the they appear to have violated the supreme law of the land. And think of this. Well, hold on. Explain that more to people when you make that statement. That's a big statement to make. Slow slow that down just a moment. When you say what you just say, how did they do that exactly? Well, the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. The Fourth Amendment is part of the Constitution. When they issue a warrant that is not obviously supported by probable cause. See, the thing we have to remember is the government has the burden of proof. You are innocent until proven guilty. This idea is, is well regarding your head. It's not simply a question of, well, we have this, trust us. No, that's what tyrannical governments do. The government has the burden of proof. They have to prove they have probable cause. They have not done so. Hmm. They have to prove that the scope of the warrant is is valid based on that probable cause. Mm -hmm. They have not done so. They have to prove that when the warrant is executed, they were limited by the bounds of the warrant. There is proof that they have not. So it completely inverts the power structure to say, we don't have to prove it. We simply get a judge to sign it, and then you have to prove that you are wrong. And that mm -hmm. is the yeah. destruction of the supreme law of the land. Mm. And if you can't trust in that, if, if the, the top pinnacle law of the land is not considered sacrosanct, then no other law matters. And we don't live in a constitutional republic. We live in a, in, we don't even live in a banana republic. We live in a, a totalitarian oligarchy where whoever can get the most votes mm. can run roughshod over whatever they want yeah. because they can get, they can, all they have to do is find a judge that puts their rubber stamp on it and good, bad, or indifferent, what are you going to do when they show up with that piece of paper that says well, you have a warrant to search your home? That's the same thing that happened with the FISA courts. Uh, they just rubber stamped whatever they came in with and they, you know, there was no proof of anything, but they rubber stamped it. And again, the FISA courts are unconstitutional because there's, how do you have due process if they can provide a warrant and not tell you about it. If there's right. a warrant to search you and you don't know about it, yeah. how can you have due process? 
Um, Paul lays it out there perfectly, um, case by point, at point by point by point by point for people to understand. It is an upside down justice system we have, Joe. Uh, a lot of this, you know, everybody always comes out and I almost I think I heard you say it early on here and I almost hear everybody uh, say, well, by far and large, you know, the people of the FBI are pretty good or the people of this group is pretty good. It's the lead. You know, I hear that all the time. And yet these groups continue to violate uh, our rights and our norm. We do have an upside down justice system. If Paul references it's beyond a banana republic at this point. I, I think a lot of people would agree with that. Um, you've been a law enforcement guy all your life. You understand the way this works. We and and you and you've railed against some of this, Joe. But I, I think it's you know this the corruptness. I don't even know how deep it goes or how deep it goes into the bench in these organizations. But quite frankly, Americans have lost trust in FBI, CIA, Department of Homeland Security, even freaking mosquito control at this point. We just don't trust these government agencies anymore, Joe. Well, I, I agree, Malcolm. And and when I when I say that, when I preface that as a law enforcement person, the reason I say that because there's a, a lot of very good men and women in the law in the uh, FBI. Well, let me stop you there. If we have a lot of let me stop you there. If we have, I'm going to just push back one second here, and right. I, I'm, I'm just respectfully. If we have a lot of good men and women in these groups, Joe, why don't they speak up, or why don't they? Because I've heard people say in my ear in the past weeks and months, why not more of these people leaving these positions and telling them to go to hell or they're not going to play with these charades why don't we have more god-loving fearing americans speak up for the rule of law do you do you know why that is no i i, I kind of understand that you know as a rank and file person if you're in a police agency you're in the fbi that's your career that's your job yeah. and you get told you know our unit's going to do this raid we have a search warrant we're going to doj you go you have an option though you can say you know what i personally think this is bs and i quit the fbi and i will go find a new career and most people are not going to do that. And that's why it doesn't happen. We have whistleblowers starting to come forward. And I think we're going to have more and more of them. If this continues, I think you're going to see more and more people are going to secretly, surreptitiously come out to maybe some people that they can pass information on. Hey, go look here, subpoena this person, that kind of thing. I, I want to jump back to something, a point Paul made. Hey, Paul, as, as a person who does this kind of stuff, don't you think this is a perfect moment for a Frank's hearing on that search warrant if they won't show it to us? For those who don't know, a Frank's hearing is when the defendant uh, questions what was put in that affidavit that allowed them to get me a search warrant. And it, you go through it. And if you find out there's any lies in there, it, it, it totally uh, knocks out the search warrant. And then, of course, anything that was uh, was recovered as a result of it is fruit of the poison. Well, trip. I think that's why Trump is asking for that to be released in, in full light of day. What do you say to that, Paul? Well, I agree. It, it, you know, it, Trump has asked. And and what we were talking about is actually no we need a we need a uh, we need to go to court we need a judge to look at this and say yes open it we need to look at it and we need to make sure that it's valid and I take it to the next step it's not simply that the evidence that was collected is now fruit of the poisonous tree but the person who who made the oath or affirmation did so under oath they have committed perjury absolutely and should be and should be charged there's got to be a penalty for these, this type of false information. And I honestly, I don't know if that happens as a, as a matter of norm. I, I know in my years as a, as a detective, you know, one of the things, the first thing they teach you when you start doing search warrants is, listen, it might be convenient to embellish. It might be convenient to use an anonymous source that you're not sure of, but don't do it. 
because first of all, it's not right. You're, you're, you're going in to somebody's home. You're going into their property. Think of how would you like if it would happen to you. And if you get caught doing something like that, if they ask for a Frank's hearing, it's because they know something is, is BS in your affidavit. And if you put BS in there and you get caught, you will be held accountable. Um, now, when it comes politically, no, they're not going to handle And none of these people are going to be held uh, accountable. You, know, you think about it. How often have we seen a politician just accused of something and they immediately show up and they stand there with their spouse at their side at the press conference, mea culpa, mea culpa, I'm a bad person. Trump never did that. You know, when, when they accuse Trump, he says, no, here he stood up and stood his ground. And I think that scares the pants off of yeah. the people who are used to a, a government centric, a, a, a federal government centric life. And the fact that he just won't go away call it Trump derangement sy syndrome, or just call it a fight for survival. You're right. It's like a drowning man reaching for anything, only instead of trying to find a life preserver to stay above water, they're trying to find some way to keep this guy under the water yeah. and get him out of their lives. And yeah. it, it is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. I, I love your perspective there. Very good. Uh, Lieutenant Joe, this point of desperation that I mentioned you know, I know you again follow this and it's all so out there, crazy being the word that Paul uses there. It's insanity. Um, what about this desperation that breaks all norms? What sort of anything to that? There, it's very clear. If you are a clear thinking person, no matter where, where you sit politically, yeah. if you just look and would think as an American instead of as a, as a partisan on one side Amen. or the other, Amen. this stuff is wrong. And it, and and Paul, you said it. If they can do it to, to to the former president of the United States, they can do it to you, Malcolm. I found a quote that I think is excellent here. Lavrenti uh, Beria, if I'm saying his name wrong, he was the chief of the Soviet secret police right before they made it to the KGB, hmm. and he said, "You bring me the man." I'll find you the crime. Mm. That kind of exactly what we see here with Trump. Fishing expedition, make up stories, charge him, impeach him for nonsense two times, keep going after him, hammer him, the media, go, 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 go. As opposed, and this is why the guy stands up and swings back because he didn't do any of this stuff. He's a little raw. He says some funky things once in a while, but he hasn't done any of these things they accuse him of. A big thank you first to constitutional expert Paul Engel and Lieutenant Joseph Pangaro for helping us get to the bottom of what's really going on on Mar-a-Lago. Now, as we'll talk about just ahead with a lot of these pathogens and viruses, there are things we can do and need to do to keep our families and loved ones safe. Uh, one of the ways you can do that, friends, is a nasal hygiene, uh, such as Cofix RX. And, and the way to do that is you squirt a couple of drops up your left and right uh, nostrils there, and that will help kill that the pathogens in there. That product is incredible. You can read more about it back at americaoutloud.com. Look for your strategic partnerships right on the front page or really on any uh, post page. 20% uh, off our listeners get using the code OUTLOUD. Highly recommend cofixrx.com uh, to kill those viruses and pathogens. Another way to do that is the air we breathe. And the way to have clean air is through the Genesis Fogger and the use of HOCL, Hypochlorous, an amazing product, 100% hypoallergenic, 100% non-toxic, safe to use around the kids, the pets, the plants. It's an amazing product. This is something you want to learn more about. And you can do that at genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud. It's a whole wealth of knowledge information there. 
Again, or click the banner ads back at americaoutloud.com under strategic partnerships. You'll see right there on the page. Um, and uh, 15% off the fogger you get if you make that purchase. But HOCL with the Genesis fogger puts a dry mist in the air that kills all kinds of things. Great, too, for mold and mildew, all kinds of viruses, pathogens, SARS-CoV-1, you name it. Uh, it's it's all right there in the findings. Uh, check that out. It's another great way to keep your family and loved ones safe. I want to take a quick pause, and we'll join you on the other side. You're listening to Viewpoint this Sunday. We are the vision of the voices. You can email us at talk at americaoutloud.com. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. It is Malcolm out loud here. And well, I got to tell you, my fellow Americans, uh, if you haven't had enough of COVID or uh, COVID 2.0 or all the variants that we've had to deal with, uh, we continually to hear these uh, additional viruses that potentially uh, are you know, uh, wreaking havoc with uh, with people everywhere. And you know, you have to begin to question, is this a new way of life for us where we're gonna have to worry about these sort of viruses moving forward? And it's hard to put that in perspective actually, since it's been what, a hundred years since that pandemic in 1917, 1918 back then. And we realize what the world has dealt with since then. There's a lot to this story here that we'll talk about next to you. And we'll do it with Dr. Li Meng Yang. We'll cover both the viruses and that impact of it, and also some foreign policy and the movement of China, what's happening with Taiwan uh, and all of that. So as you know, Dr. Li Meng Yang is a independent virologist. Uh, she was the whistleblower who called out the CCP to let everyone know the truth about COVID-19 and the origins of this virus from the Wuhan the laboratory. All right, let's talk first. I want people to be informed about this new thing I'm hearing so much about, uh, this uh, Langya virus. Uh, and this is uh, impacted already, I mean, dozens of people. I don't even know the real number. I've heard seen reports of 35 to 50 to 60. And what does that really mean? And, and But I'm also seeing reports, Dr. Yan, that this is sort of a... Um, uh, a, well, some scientists are calling this a deja vu, and they're referencing this as a sort of zoonotic virus, which is really was the origins of what they said about the coronavirus. Remember, from the animal to human, which is, was part of that controversy with the uh, coronavirus. Uh, put this in context for us, this outbreak in China and what people need to be looking at on this new potential pathogen. Okay, Malcolm, uh, I know there are a lot of reports about this 
so-called new zoonotic virus Anya from China. And let me be more uh, straight about the uh, uh, virus, okay? We are talking about zoonotic, which means the virus happened from animal and directly jumped to human during mm -hmm. the evolution or occasion changes. However, however, after the decades of Chinese Communist Party's unrestricted bioweapon program mm -hmm. to make people, to convince people that the virus is zoonotic, but not from the military lab, not weaponized, is one of the very important, the top important purpose in CCTs. Put that in perspective of this Lenya virus, and uh, uh, even though they're saying that, are you saying that it is not that specifically? Do we know that, and that this is coming from the origins of another lab? Do we, what do we know about that? Uh, okay, let me tell you in this way. First, there are zoonotic air, uh, viruses in the world, of course, a lot. However, for CCT, they use this term, zoonotic, to change the concept. So that's why when you say COVID-19 happened, mm -hmm. they try to convince you it comes from the bat or penguin or raccoon dog, whatever animal. And that's because once you believe this kind of weaponized viruses come from nature directly, you will forget what happened in the military labs in China. And now when you say, especially after COVID pandemic, when Xi Jinping CCP becomes so aggressive and also celebrates their COVID trophy, now when they start to tell you more zoonotic viruses come out and found, it, uh, found by the People's Liberation Army, you really should rethink about this term. Do you still want to believe them? Dr. Ari Bernstein, he's the um, director at the Center for Climate Health and the Global Environment at, at the uh, Harvard T.H. Uh, Chan School of Public Health. He says that there is a bit of deja vu here. This is yet another example of a pathogen moving from an animal to a person. And as we know, that is the root cause of most of the emerging infections in the world. So he's suggesting that that is the cause of this. And I see other reports here and other sciences saying the sort of the same thing. And what I want to tell people is, so let's think about why CCP does tell you this Langya virus is a new funding. And let's see who discovered it. You will find a lot of people's liberation army for weapon scientists inside. Mm. And these scientists are involved into the other bioweapon experts who make up data in the nature origin theory of COVID-19. That yeah. means they are together. It's not a big group. And also, the other scientists look like not military, but they work for military overseas, like Lin Fa Wang in Singapore. They also get involved into this new virus. Uh, discovery. And yeah. also very interesting is uh, they try to convince you it comes from shrew, which is an innocent animal, but mm -hmm. they didn't provide you more data about this virus, although they claim they mm -hmm. have three-year study of that. It all shows this is smelling very fishy. And we've reported on this, Dr. Yen, that prior that this is going to be something that the CCP will be using for new warfare in the future. It doesn't mean this virus would be 
so powerful and uh, weaponized and successful. Right, but right. it should be something like the milestone for them, maybe in this type of virus, because this virus is uh, like similar to Nipah virus, but not similar to SARS virus. Right. So maybe this is a way when they, uh, you know, in this family, virus family, they start to do something and it doesn't mm -hmm. mean this has to be the one cause of the right, right. pandemic, but yeah. they want you remember they have done it. Well, I know I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I, I wasn't trying to suggest otherwise, but what I'm saying is all of this, these, well, whatever you want to call them, I call them war games, but these, uh, uh, these news stories, they, they build up fear in people and they, it, it puts a lot of propaganda out there and a lot of untruths. And, but then we become unsuspecting as a public. And then this whole ex explanation of being zoonotic and all of these uh, coming from nature, like it's a very natural thing. And we know that's BS because we haven't dealt with this sort of a problem ever in our lifetime. And yet they seem to be using that as an excuse. So what I'm saying is it's a new form of bioweapons or uh, or whatever, or just building fear in people uh, for maybe something bigger that might happen down the road. Is that is that a fair thing to say? Uh, it turned off that. So they try to throw you a lot of new stories. And the more you hear, the more you will get comments. Oh, yeah, these new things all come from yeah. the nature. Yeah. And then at the same time, CCP will develop their technology, will work with more partners because yeah. those partners see a lot of benefits behind, and then they will create more disasters that's because it. their goal is turn the yeah. uh, world red. Yeah. yeah, that's it. No, you nailed it right there. That's I totally agree with what you're saying right there. So I think everybody needs to be duly warned here. It's just like when all the fear and the propaganda coming out of monkeypox, and we know that was just ludicrous uh, and continues to be. But, you know, listen, um, <laughs> you just have to choose your battles wisely, I guess. I, I want to touch uh, briefly on uh, these stories I'm seeing about pretty massive outbreaks uh, in Japan. And this sort of plays to the bigger narrative. We'll get to back to China in a moment here. Of, of COVID, though, massive cases. Now, again, I'm assuming these are uh, Omicron, probably BA4 and BA5. What do you know about this? Okay, you know, it's very uh, unusual, abnormal, that suddenly in Japan, uh, which they claim it control very well, and uh, suddenly the cases increase to even over 250,000 per day. Yeah. So yeah, this is a huge number, right? Yeah. So this is actually not something happened uh, naturally. I mean, because if you think about what Xi Jinping and the CCP are doing now, what they have prepared for a long time, you will understand their tactics. Uh, let me tell you another intelligence that four days ago, Xi Jinping visited a city in Northern China, uh, Shenyang, and what he secretly visited is the operation center of the Northern Theater Common, which is one of the five common in People's Liberation Army. What did he do there? Actually, we know that based on the intelligence, that is the operation center focused on the uh, eastern, uh, Northern East uh, Asia, including the Korean Peninsula and also Japan area. Mm -hmm. And then we say that the cases increase like crazy in Japan, and we say North Korea try, uh, try to uh, launch the missiles, 
And altogether, we know this is part of the mission under Xi Jinping's uh, direction. CCP and now they work with Russia can dominate in the whole Indo-Pacific area and push America back. Mm -hmm. And that's why they want further, uh, you know, conduct their, that's how they want further uh, conduct their plan to undermine America and finally, finally turn America red even. Yeah. Part of this is what's happening in Taiwan right now as well, um, with Beijing ramping up these uh, military exercises, if you will. Uh, and, and to be clear with everybody, you're talking about just, just about 100 miles, maybe a few miles, but just a little more than 100 miles is that stretch of water that separates Taiwan from China. So this is pretty close indeed. A lot of politicians supported uh, Speaker Pelosi making a trip to Taiwan, which really irritated Xi Jinping and edged him on. Then, what, a couple of weeks later, we had a congressional group uh, as well, representatives that uh, visited uh, the uh, the island again in Taiwan and really uh, got more inflamed uh, with uh, China, which was striking back and creating havoc out there. In your honest opinion, was that a good strategic move okay. with all of these things that are happening out there right now? Yes, I, I won't say that. I admire Pelosi and other congressional people and senator uh, staff visit to Taiwan. That is very, very important for both Taiwan and America. So these trips and these planned um, uh, uh, visits that were put in the media and really edged China on. So, but this escalated all of these uh, exercises and military maneuvers uh, in the Taiwan Strait there, uh, which that's what edged um, it all on. No? Tell me. Uh, the thing is, CCT already prepared the so-called military drills and also modified the uh, ships, like, I mean, pretend the rural ships are civil. Actually, it installed the military equipment and also put military people mixed with civilians. Yeah, but, but hold on, hold on, hold on. You, are you saying, hold on a minute. You, you, are you saying to me that if Pelosi had not made that trip and if the congressional folks had not made those trips, that that uh, that Xi would have still done what he's done yeah. right now? Yeah, and really? even worse, even worse, because he would wow. feel America is weak and he would feel America has no intelligence. And also, they were using these ships and these military drills to scare, intimidate Taiwan government. And they have their people inside Taiwan government, inside Taiwan military, and they work together. They try to take over the current government, and they will peacefully, they will later tell the world, see, Taiwan want to go back to China. So peacefully reunification. That's their best tactic. I mean, listen, everybody knows around the world that the Biden administration has a very, very weak foreign policy. They've seen what happened in Afghanistan. They've seen what's happened since then. And that's why we have so much uh, but, conflict around the world. But the good thing is, in America, Biden cannot control everything, not like Xi Jinping. That's why even Xi Jinping tried to convince Biden to stop Pelosi's visit to Taiwan, it failed. That's yeah. a good thing in America. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But I, I think we have created a very complex situation. And frankly, and I think listeners understand, we've made China into a monster. 
Uh, and I'm talking about uh, the way we dealt with our relationship with America and China uh, since Nixon opened this all up. Uh, this has been, uh, we, we yeah. have not played this properly. We have built them into a monster is what's happened. And we're playing it wrong. And China is aggressive. They are on the move, as you've said. It's very clear now their plans. I mean, we talked about this years ago. But now they're using, as you pointed out, this has been a great conversation because you pointed out really well these attempted bioweapon activities and this propaganda put out which is the latest with Langya, which there's just so much more of this happening. And they're predicting a lot more of these viruses happening. Uh, it seems they're using them as, as a mode of war and to create fear out there in the populace. No doubt in your mind, is there? Oh, yeah. So um, actually, uh, pre in the previous um, 40 years, uh, Mark established a very good relationship with communist China. That gave huge opportunities to uh, for CCT to infiltrate you and also grab the knowledge, money, and other things yeah, from America. Yeah, and yeah. then the, when yeah. they develop, they actually try to eat America because the nature of CCT is so evil. No yeah. one can stop it until you separate it. Yeah, yeah, perfectly said. Uh, they played us, is what you're saying. Hands down, they played America in a very uh, evil way, but very smart way. Uh, and that's what China has done well. They've succeeded at this uh, this battle. Listen, up next now on Viewpoint, Dr. Joel Hershorn will join us. And this is interesting. A piece he has out an op-ed, uh, Pandemic Justice. Uh, where is the pandemic justice? Uh, and uh, he spells it out pretty good there. It's long overdue. We'll pick that up next with Dr. Joel Hershorn. You're listening to Viewpoint this Sunday. All right. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulpidone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. People often ask me, Malcolm, how do we fight the corruption? Robert Frost has said it best, freedom lies in being bold. Well, for six incredible years, bold is America out loud. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Well, we're calling this a pandemic justice and wow and let me just tell you people uh, around the globe and surely all americans are looking for some pandemic justice right now when they see how this thing has been mishandled would be an understatement my fellow americans uh and uh, that's the nature of this next uh, segment to be sure here 
Uh, Dr. Joel Hershorn joins me. Uh, Dr. Hershorn has testified in over 50 U.S. Senate and House hearings. He's authored hundreds of articles. He is a, a great voice and a writer back at America Out Loud. His book, Pandemic Blunder, is in the America Out Loud bookstore. It's available on Amazon. You can see that anywhere. Uh, and um, he he laid it out early on and some of the things. There were a lot of great voices like like Dr. Hershorn, actually, who were trying to raise the alarms and... Uh, and, and we've tried to put that truth out there to the American people on our platform every day. So, um, Dr. Hirshhorn, your recent op-ed, Pandemic Justice is Long Overdue. So we reference in here, and well, actually, you reference something that I think a lot of people can relate to. This is uh, crime of the century. You know, it's funny you say that in your piece. I remember talking to Dr. McCullough and I, oh, just a couple weeks back, and that came up in one of our broadcasts. And he stopped me and he said, no, 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 no. This is not the crime of the century. This is the crime of all time. And it's funny yes. because, yeah, yeah. And you corrected yourself in your own op-ed as well, which I, it got me thinking because you said, yeah, this is more than the crime of the century. This is actually several centuries. So you would agree with what McCullough said there when he said the crime of all times. Absolutely. And also another way I look at it is it's a crime against humanity. It's a, it's, it's a terrible, terrible crime. And that's why we need to see why this mismanagement of the pandemic has happened. And we need to start thinking about prosecuting the many evil, corrupt, greedy people who have committed this crime against humanity. Hmm. I mean, it's hard to talk the way you just described them right there. Uh, evil would be the uh, the the word in, in, in the order of the day. All right, your reference here, COVID infection deaths in the United States, uh, over a million uh, COVID vaccine deaths in the United States, we're approaching almost a quarter of a million there. Uh, and that's a moving target. That's, you know, right. we really don't know what the real final numbers are in a lot of this. And as you mentioned, long COVID, this is something you've been very passionate about, uh, which I so appreciate because we're on the front. I believe we're the uh, on the front line here uh, in trying to help uh, people out with long COVID here on our network. But you referenced the victims there worldwide are over 100 million, and that's going to be the big problem moving forward. A lot of what we see with long COVID now, Dr. Hershorn, is really in reference to uh, where this pandemic and, you know, all right, listen, you've got those people who lost their lives and people who buried people in their families and friends and loved ones. And then you have the long COVID component, people who are struggling and suffering. All of this kind of falls into the... Uh, uh, the, this phrase you're calling pandemic justice. What do you want to see with pandemic justice? What does that really mean? What should Americans take away from? What are we calling for here? Well, we're calling for finally uh, making the people who have committed this criminal mismanagement of the pandemic to prosecute them. I'm looking for real prosecution of the people who have killed worldwide millions of people. You know, I, there are three elements that people need to understand. From the very beginning, uh, people like Fauci blocked the wide use and still blocked the wide use of various vitamin supplements and generic medicines. They have pushed the vaccines, which were poorly tested and harm and kill people. And they pushed lockdowns and school closings, which has also killed lots and lots of people and harmed our economies. So I, when I say justice, I mean it. I mean, if we know that there are people 
who have behaved in a criminal way, uh, then we need to seek judicial action and seriously consider the prosecution mm -hmm. of the people who have killed worldwide millions and millions of people. Okay. Most everybody can relate to what you just said, but let me just ask you now back um, from your, your, uh, your, your uh, gut here. Do, do you, I mean, we've seen nobody held accountable for anything up to this point in any aspect. I mean, it seems like today, uh, Joel, everybody gets a pass. It, it, I mean, in, it, in every part of the world, I mean, anything, God, it's like crazy. Uh, anything in our country People seem to be getting away with, well, murder at this point, and they're getting away with a whole lot yes. more, too. And there's no accountability we've seen anywhere. Everybody gets a pass. And yes. it's just, it's, a, it's insane. I mean, we've never, and, and you know, and you know, the other thing, Joe, is they, they always go after low lying fruit and other things that, you know, nearly don't encompass anything of the egregious things that have been done. And we see this in surely political circles all the time. We're seeing in the healthcare market. So do we really think this could ever happen? And what would it take for that to happen, in your opinion? Well, I, I need I, that's why I put this out, the phrase pandemic justice. I want people to start thinking along those lines because we need something like the Nuremberg trials mm -hmm. that happened after World War II, where we convicted Nazis of cr very criminal, terrible actions. We need to think along those same lines. We need to think of uh, prosecutions, judicial actions worldwide, and it may be in the international courts uh, as well as the national courts. But something has to happen because this is still continuing. I want to emphasize yeah. an interesting fact, Malcolm, is that every day in the United States, 500 people every day are still officially being said to die from COVID, which is crazy. If a plane crashed and 500 people died, or there was a hurricane or a flood and 500 people died, this would be big news. Yet there is no news coverage whatsoever that every day now, 500 people still are dying from COVID. And that's a 70, nearly 70% 70 increase in just the last several months. So what's going on here? This crime against humanity Continue. is still happening because yeah, we know how to prevent and treat COVID. I want to emphasize that. There is no good reason why people should still be dying from COVID. A lot of people finally do understand these vaccines are not only in a, ineffective and increasingly ineffective yeah. against the mutations of the virus, yeah. but they are unsafe. The vaccines themselves are harming and killing people. There's lots of great data out of Europe about this. People are getting increasingly upset about the casualties from the COVID vaccines. And Pfizer just keeps making more and more billions of dollars. And now they want people to take Paxlovid, which is their <laughs> drug. Because you know, the CEO of Pfizer, the CEO of Pfizer got four shots, two regular shots and two boosters. And then he tested positive for COVID. So <laughs> this is the CEO of Pfizer, yeah. as well as Biden and all these other famous people. We know the vaccines are not working and they're harming people. You know, you stop a moment, John, and you think to yourself, 
what what is going on? It, it's almost like, and I, you probably thought about it in this way too. It's almost like we had some sort of an invasion of the body snatchers here on planet Earth somewhere yes. in the past couple. I mean, what the hell is going on here? Have you ever seen anything like this in your life? No, no, I'm and I'm old. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm turning eighty three in a few days. God and, bless you. And I've never seen anything like it. Uh, I think there's two factors here. One is power. People seeking power, wanting to control other people. And the other factor is greed. This is all about money also. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't allow the use of vitamin D and cheap generic medicines. Yeah. Of course, nobody was going to make a lot of money. But they would make billions of dollars by pushing vaccines. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So we know there's power and greed. That's what this is all about. That's what this crime against humanity is all about. Yeah. And, and, with, and how do we stop it? Because it's still going on. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, when I ask for pandemic justice, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get people to stop and think that this is still going on. Yeah. And here they want to give vaccines to children. That makes no sense whatsoever to give it to children. So we have to try to stop this because it keeps going on. And now they're talking about they're going to just give us new boosters and new vaccines in the yeah. fall because of the new variants of the virus. This is crazy. There's no end in sight. The only end in sight for me is to talk about pandemic justice, criminal prosecution, accountability, as you say. How else will we stop this? You know, I was just talking just um, just a little early in the program uh, with uh, Dr. Li Meng Yang, and um, we were talking about this new Langya virus uh, coming out of um, uh, China that we're hearing a lot about. They're calling it a zoonotic, another zoonotic episode, just like they did with the coronavirus, the SARS-CoV-1 with the, you know, the bat to the, uh, yes. animal, the animal to human, rather than, you know, uh, nefarious things happening in the labs, which we surely reported on uh, prior. Um, and there seems to be an uptick of these sort of things. Uh, and we were just talking about the fact that China seems to be using this as another, um, how, well, call it what you want, but a, uh, a war front, if you will, propaganda, fear, building that with the people, maybe for maybe for planning something bigger ahead. What is your yes. sense of that? What is your sense of that? Uh, well, I, I must say it's taken me a while, yeah. but I, I have come to agree with the people who have called this COVID pandemic bio war. I think it was and is still a bio war from China. You know, the only nation that has not suffered economic losses at a tremendous level yep. is China. Yes, China. So we ought to step back rationally and say to ourselves, my God, this is a form of bio war. They have ruined every country on the globe except themselves. So. This, this, they know how to succeed. They have succeeded with the COVID pandemic and they may succeed now with other viruses. Yeah. Well, one reference point I want to mention to you, because uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I, I want you to be and I, I want listeners to know if they don't know. Uh, there is a movement uh, to um, seat a grand jury and go after a lot of the cast of characters you mentioned uh, here uh, and also in your op-ed uh, that um, not just Fauci, but Walensky, all of these heads of yes. these really government agencies that have become a cancer to uh, the truth 
to the American people. Um, Dr. Henry Ely, who is uh, surely on our platform and a terrific, he's been working with Tom Rents and a lot of the legal, top legal uh, personnel and um, and also senators out of uh, uh, the um, uh, on the West Coast here in Oregon. And they've been trying to seat this grand jury. In fact, there's some pretty active things happening with this. It, it, on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com, on the left sidebar, if you haven't seen that before, and I'll mention to you as well, Dr. Hirschhorn, there's a, just nearly to the top on the left sidebar, there's a piece there, the data didn't lie, people did. And it says, we the people deserve and demand answers on the biggest scam in history, COVID-19, yes. which is what you're saying. Absolutely. And there's an image there of the grand jury. What they're trying to do is get a grand jury seated. They put a lot of muscle into this and they're, it's going through that process right now to make that happen. That's kind of what you're saying here, isn't it, brother? Absolutely. It could start with a grand jury. I'm a little skeptical about it happening mm-hmm. uh, at the federal level, but nevertheless, that's what we need. Yes, the grand jury is a way to start the criminal prosecution of a lot of all the top officials, mm-hmm. all the top officials in all those federal agencies, NIH, CDC, FDA. They're all guilty. Now, I'm also hoping for Republican uh, takeover of the House and maybe the Senate that also may deliver some justice because they ought to fire Uh, We ought to get rid of all of these senior people in all of these federal agencies because they have all screwed up. Mm. They have all committed this crime. Well, you're speaking my language now and listeners know that because I talk about that all that time. I want to have these positions from director level, VP level and these government bureaucracies termed out. I want to, first of all, get some sort of, you know, the tide comes in and the tide comes out. Get, Get them in and out of there. They're staying too long. Uh, yes. Joel, in these positions, and they become corrupt as hell. You're exactly right. I totally agree with that. That's been part of my mission, actually, on uh, the platform here, and that I share with listeners all the time in the Voice of a Nation. Everybody needs to be termed in and termed out when it comes to these government bureaucracy agencies, Congress, even the Supreme Court. Everybody needs to get in and get out, just what the framers uh, designed. You know what I mean? You know? Yes, I agree. Yeah, I know. It's hard hard to say. It's easier said than done, but it's something we the people can demand. You're exactly right. Listen, I want to take just a moment to thank you, uh, Dr. Hirshon, for all your contributions. And, um, you know, you've been on the front lines here. You've been really trying to warn Americans and your writings are impeccable. And I'm just privileged to have you here with us on the platform and to have your voice here on Viewpoint. Uh, And want to say thank you very much, sir. Thank you for the opportunity, Malcolm. Absolutely. So that is Dr. Joel Hirshhorn. And uh, you that op-ed, by the way, friends, pandemic justice is long overdue. Now, that's easy to find if you go to the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. On the left sidebar, under Notables, you'll see it right there. And you can click that and go read that again for yourself. There's a lot of good uh, information in there, as well as all of his writings, actually. You'll find them up under our team on the nav bar. And there's so much, you know, the, the thing about America Out Loud is we have uh, we're, we have a lot of depth, a lot of depth to, to the knowledge and the people we have. Which it's a blessing, it's a blessing from uh, from God Almighty that we're able to deliver this out loud truth, as I say all the time. My friends, it's all back there on the platform at AmericaOutloud.com. Take a look and uh, and uh, get share the out loud truth. Get it out there and let people know that, uh, listen, uh, the, the truth is out there. Liberty and justice for all is is the mantra here. It's what I say. Hey, thank you for joining me on the mission here 
It's time to get involved and get loud, America.